Granddad always told me, do the thing you fear. He lived his life that way, facing even the most dangerous situations with a calm courage. It's a difficult way to live your life, pushing yourself to go beyond what you think you can do, but it's something I've always tried to embody. Tonight, I had convinced Gerda to attend the annual Knights of Oslo Haunted House with me. Years ago, one of the members donated an old house on the edge of town, and the Knights create a scary experience every year. The kids love it. The parents love it. The only person who didn't seem to love it was me. After waiting for what seemed like hours, our number was finally called and we entered the maze. The house was room after room of made-up monsters trying to make their way behind me to give me a scare. We finally reached a room with my buddy Bob, dressed like a killer clown. I gave him the code sign given me by the Grand Master of the Knights of Oslo, and he pointed out a hidden door at the far end of the room. Hey, uh, thanks, Bob. Come on, Gerda, through this door. This isn't the haunted house. This is the back hall. Sven, we barely saw any of the haunted house, and you want us to leave already? Uh, come on, Gerda. How much do we really need to see? You know, any, anyway, there wasn't anything remotely scary about that maze. Remotely scary? I don't know, Sven. Those little kids crying for help kind of spooked me. Ah, they were just some neighborhood kids wearing makeup. You're always such a party pooper, Sven. I can't believe I let you talk me into coming here. We didn't just come here to go through the maze, Gerda. I told you, we were invited to meet with James Matson, the Grand Master of the Knights of Oslo, regarding a sensitive topic. Uh, now, let's see. He, he said the door would be at the end of the hallway down this way. Who are the Knights of Oslo, anyway? There's some kind of a fraternal organization. Granddad used to belong to them. Every week, he'd go to the lodge meeting, rain or shine, called it his night out with the boys. Night out with the boys. <sighs> did he ever tell you what they would do at their lodge meetings? Well, he, he did tell me that they have a whole ceremony based on the legends of the Oslo Knights. They defended Scandinavia in the Middle Ages or something like that. Defenders of the weak, protectors of the crown, that sort of thing. Well, I don't trust them. Any group that doesn't allow women to join has something wrong with it. Well, this looks like the right place. Do you want to do the honors? Sure, Sven. This better be worth it. Mr. Marlowe, Miss Henshorn, I'm James Matson. Please do come in. Please sit down. Make yourselves comfortable. Can I get you something to drink? A cup of coffee, perhaps? No, thanks. I had something while we were waiting to get into the haunted house. And, and you, Marlowe? Uh, let's just get to the point, Mr. Matson. When I talked with you on the phone, you were very insistent we meet in person. What's this all about? What is this all about, indeed? That's exactly why I asked you here, Marlowe. You see, I'm at my wit's end. I don't know where else to turn. If I were a younger man, I, I would have asked my mentor the best grandmaster the Knights of Oslo ever had. Your grandfather, Sven. Asked him what, Mr. Matson? Ah, Miss Henshorn, that is the question. It's my wife, you see. She's trying to tell me something. 
Well, that's not too difficult, Mr. Matson. Just ask her to clarify what she wants. It's not as simple as that, Marlowe. You see, she died last year. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Matson. No need to apologize, Marlowe, no need. Her passing was painless and quick. She didn't suffer. We, we didn't suffer. When you get older, as she and I are, you begin to look at life and death a little differently. You said she's trying to tell you something. Uh, how can she be trying to tell you something if she died last year? And now we get to the heart of mystery, Gerda, my dear. How indeed? Wait a minute. Are you saying she's talking to you from beyond the grave? Correct, Marlowe. It appears that my dead wife is haunting me. You're kidding, right? Uh, this is just part of the haunted house, isn't it? I'm afraid not, Miss Henshorn. It all started about a month ago, shortly after I sought a spiritualist to help me deal with my grief. Her name is Madame Vablotsky, and she insists that my wife is trying to send me a message. Well, what kind of message does she send, Mr. Matson? Oh, you know, the usual. The, the, the lights dim, furniture moves around. Sometimes I think I can hear Gertrude's voice, but it's faint, and I can't tell what she's saying. Madame Voblotsky has arranged for a seance tomorrow night to determine what's really going on. Tomorrow night? I, I don't know, Mr. Matson. This whole thing seems awfully bizarre. Yes, Marlowe, it does. It's very bizarre. And I'd like to have my normal world back. I was hoping you would come by in the morning, look over the house, See for yourself. I just don't know if I can. Of course we will, Mr. Madsen. You can count on us. Great. Thank you, Marlowe. Miss Henshorn, you don't know how relieved I am to know you're willing to help. Look, I, I can't make any promises, Mr. Madsen. No, no. Of course you can't, Marlowe. I'm only asking you to stop by and check it out. A haunting here in Norstown? I don't believe it. There's almost always a rational explanation for strange happenings like Mr. Matson described, and I certainly planned to find one. I wasn't too surprised that a medium would set up shop in the area, what with all the New Age believers moving in. Was it a coincidence that the haunting started out soon after Mr. Matson met this so-called medium? I dropped Gerda off on the way back to the office and spent some time researching this Madame Vablotsky but gave up after finding nothing. No articles, no website, nada. It was like she appeared out of nowhere. The next morning, Gerda and I drove over to Grandmaster Matson's home, Fanghorn Manor. This huge old house sat on top of Cemetery Hill, with towers on either end of the manor stretching up into the sky. An ancient tree creaked as the wind began to pick up. Gerda and I slowly walked up the gravel path to the large double doors. So, this is Fanghorn Manor, huh? This sure looks like a real haunted house. Uh, it's just an old house, Gerda. There's all kinds of them around like this. I don't know, Sven. Something about this place just gives me the creeps. Haven't you heard the stories about Fanghorn Manor? Eh, I've heard them, Gerda, but, but that's all they are, stories. 
Look at the size of that door knocker. It's huge. Don't they have a doorbell? I guess not. Well, here goes. Um, did you have any luck digging up information on Madame Vablotsky? Uh-uh, nothing. It was like she didn't even exist. Yes, uh, may I help you? Uh, we're here to see Mr. Matson. I see. And if I may inquire as to your names? Marlowe and Henshorn. Mr. Matson is expecting us. Ah, of course. Uh, please, walk this way. You must be the butler. Ah, very astute, sir. You must be the infamous detective Mr. Matson has hired. I am. So what should I call you? I mean, I'm sure you have a name. Indeed I do, sir. One is not born a butler. Please, call me Winston. Okay, Winston. What do you know about this ghost? <laughs> Let me assure you, there is no such thing. Mr. Matson is simply a distraught, lonely man. Nothing more. <laughs> Nothing more, huh? You don't think the ghost is trying to tell him something? I'm quite certain that there is no ghost. Uh, here we are, the sitting room. Why don't you wait here while I notify Mr. Matson that you have arrived? Thanks, Winston. I assure you, it is my pleasure. I don't think he believes there's a ghost here. He gave me that impression, too. But if a ghost did want to find a nice, cozy old house to haunt, it would choose this one. If ghosts actually exist, you mean. I think old Winston may be right. Matson is a lonely old man and misses his dead wife. If you say so, Sven. I like to keep an open mind. Ah, there you are, Marlowe. Miss Henshorn. Winston, make us some coffee and bring it to the library. Uh, as you wish, sir. Thank you both for coming. Please, let us retire to the library. Mr. Matson, you mentioned this haunting started about a month ago, shortly after you met the medium, Madame Vablotsky. Yes, Marlowe. You see, I'd been having dreams of my wife for some time. Always the same. Reoccurring dreams, huh? That's right, Miss Henshorn. In my dream, I, I'm standing outside of Fanghorn Manor in the garden and see Gertrude through the large library windows. She looks at me and then disappears. Library, huh? Is there some kind of significance to that? Oh, yes, Marlowe. Gertrude loved the library. She spent most of her spare time there reading and writing. Madame Vablotsky tells me that's why she's haunting the house. She has something left undone. Mr. Matson, uh, where did you meet this Madame Vablotsky? Meet her? Ah, uh, uh, yes. Winston and I took a long drive to the spiritualist camp near Willard. At the camp, we met Madame Vablotsky, who performs dream interpretation, along with many other occult arts. Occult arts? That sounds scary. Nothing to feel frightened of, Miss Henshorn. Tarot cards, a crystal ball, that sort of thing. Madame Vablotsky consulted her crystal ball and determined that the haunting would continue until we learned what Gertrude wanted and then made it right. And what happened after that? It's been like Amityville horror around here. 
like a portal has opened to the spirit world with luck. The seance this evening will close the portal back up again. Here we are, the library. Whoa, this place is huge. How many books do you have in here? At last count, we had over 5,000 books. The shelves go all the way to the ceiling. And I love the gargoyle statues on top of the shelves. The gargoyles were Gertrude's idea of protection for the books. I'll say. I wouldn't want to mess with them. So this is where you've been experiencing the haunting? Yes, Marlowe. I've spent a lot of time in this room since Gertrude's death. She loved this room. I feel like she's still here when I... <gasps> the lights went out! Now calm down, Gerda. I'm sure it's nothing. Oh, see? They're back on again. That's always how it starts. First the lights, then the sounds. <gasps> uh, my apologies, ma'am. I did not intend to frighten you. Ah, the, the coffee. Thank you, Whiston. Please set it here on the table. As you wish, sir. Uh, Mr. Matson, do you have any trouble with the power in any other room? Nothing like this. We even had an electrician here to examine and replace the wiring, but it, it, it doesn't appear to have solved anything. Winston, did you have the workmen back to double-check their work? I expect them back this afternoon, sir. Good. Please make sure they do a thorough job this time. Uh, as you wish, sir. Now, you mentioned you hear noises. What type of noises and where? Yes. The noises. I've heard both the sound of someone moving about and what appears to be a voice coming from the end of the room where Gertrude used to sit and read. In this rocking chair? Here by the window? Yes, Miss Henshorn. She would spend hours rocking and reading. Mm. Gerda, help me look around for any hidden devices, uh, speakers, your wires, anything like that. Sure, Sven. Winston and I have been through this room several times, Mr. Marlowe. You won't find anything. Yes, I, I see that, Mr. Matson. Uh, you find anything, Gerda? Nothing, Sven. Just a whole lot of books. Sven? Did you hear that? It sounded like it came from over here. It, it's her. It's the ghost of Gertrude. Now, now it's over here, somewhere on this bookshelf. Leave now. Look out! One of the gargoyles is moving! Sven? The heavy stone gargoyle narrowly missed my head, crashing just inches from where I stood. Gerda and I wrapped up our investigation, doing a final search for wires or speakers, and still found nothing. I was beginning to think maybe there was something to this whole ghost idea. Gerda was convinced. Mr. Matson insisted we come back that evening to meet Madame Voblotsky and take part in the seance. I spent the afternoon in the Norristown Library, researching seances and hauntings. I knew if I was going to break this case, I'd have to understand what I was going up against, even if I didn't believe in it. As Gerda and I pulled up to Fanghorn Manor, we glimpsed the full moon for a moment 
before storm clouds covered the sky, lightning flashing in the distance. The low sound of thunder rolled across the valley and a gentle rain began falling as we entered the house. Winston led us up to the library where the seance was set to take place. A large round table with several lit candles occupied the center of the room with four chairs set around it. Gerda and I sat next to each other at two of the three empty chairs. Mr. Matson occupied the fourth chair directly across from me. Thank you, Winston. Please go and notify Madame Voblotsky that we are ready to begin. As you wish, sir. Mr. Matson, Gerda, keep your eyes open for any wires or electronic gadgets. These mediums always have some kind of trick up their sleeves. So you're still convinced there's nothing supernatural happening here at Fanghorn Manor? Even after what happened this morning? Absolutely. I intend to prove it tonight. And you, Miss Henshorn? Well, I've got an open mind, Mr. Matson. I find it best to keep an open mind myself. With luck, tonight we will learn why Gertrude has returned and finally put her soul to rest. No price is too much to pay for that kind of peace. Price? Do you mean you're paying this, Madame Voblotsky? Of course, Marlowe. Just as you require a fee for your time, so too does Madame Voblotsky. Uh, Madame Voblotsky, sir. Ah, oh, oh, the energy of this room is stimulating. Well done, James. Everything is arranged as you suggested, Madame Voblotsky. Excellent. And have you taken care of the latest electrical repairs, Winston? Um, yes, madam. I believe everything is uh, now in order. Do you require anything further, sir? No, Winston. You may retire. Oh, thank you, sir. I see we have some guests. Yes, Madame Voblotsky, I've invited my friends, Mr. Sven Marlowe and Miss Gerda Henshorn, to join us. Mr. Marlowe, Ms. Henshorn, pleased to meet you. Have you ever attended a seance before? Uh, you know, to be perfectly clear, Ms. Voblotsky, we're here to make sure no funny business happens. Ah, a non-believer. No matter, Marlowe. I have no doubt that you'll soon learn the error of your ways. Are you ready, James? Yes, Madame Voblotsky. Let's begin. I'll get the lights. Good. Everyone sit up straight in your chairs. Excellent. Now, take a deep breath. Good. Let it out. There. Now everyone hold hands. Whatever happens, do not break the circle. This is a little ridiculous, don't you think? Please, Fen, just follow along. Oh, spirits of Fanghorn Manor, we call to you now. Come, come show yourselves, make yourselves known to us. Mm, apparently, there's no one home. Fan, hush. Oh, spirits from the other realms, we beseech you. We wish to communicate with you. Join us. 
Show yourselves, make your presence known. Did you hear that? Oh, restless spirits of Fangorn Manor, we hear you. We recognize your presence. We wish to speak with you now. Spirits, I offer myself as a channel to your voice. Descend from your world to ours. Use my body as your vessel. Oh, come on. There's no ghost here. Please, Marlow, be patient. What's she doing? The ghost. It's entering her. I am here. What do you want? Gertrude? Is that you? Yes, my love. It is me, Gertrude. Oh, darling. What has happened to you? Why have you called me here? Uh, we've got some questions for you. What do you want to know? Um, why are you haunting this house? Unfinished business. What, what kind of unfinished business? My legacy, my charity needs completion. Charity? Uh, what do you mean? Gertrude worked with many charities in her last days. She never asked me to complete anything. Children's. Library Fund. Children's Library Fund? What should I do with it? Before my death, I promised them money. How much? One million dollars. A million bucks? Oh, this is insane. Please, my love, this is my last earthly desire. It's what she would have wanted, Marlowe. No, no, this is some kind of a scam. I'm not helping with this any longer. The vortex, it's opening. Okay, What's happening, Ben? I, I don't know, Gerda. Oh. Gertrude, anything you want to promise, anything you want, here, I'll write a check immediately. No, hold on, Mr. Matson. Think about what you're doing. Marlo, this is what I must do. Hurry, my darling, the vortex falls to me! Vortex disappeared. Yeah, that last lightning strike must have knocked out all the power. The candles are the only light left. The power got knocked out? What are you saying, Marlowe? Oh, I'm saying that once the power got knocked out, our Madame Vablotsky here lost all her special effects, didn't you, Vablotsky? I... I don't know what happened. I... I never remember what happens when I'm channeling. 
Oh, I'm feeling faint. I'm going to go refresh myself in the laboratory. I don't think so, Madam Vablotsky. You just sit right there while I call Under Sheriff Benson. Not so fast, my dear. Put the phone down. Uh, you better do as he says, Gerda. He's got a gun. Indeed I do, Marlowe. And I'm not afraid to use it either. Winston! What are you doing? What am I doing? <laughs> You're an old fool. What does it look like I'm doing? I intend to rescue the damsel, take the money, and run. Give me the check, old man. Got it. Come on, baby. Let's get out of here. That's your plan? Steal a check? Gerda. I mean, are you some kind of moron? Mr. Matson can just cancel it. Gerda! Plus, as soon as you leave here, we're just going to call the cops. Gerda! You do have a point, young lady. And I do have a solution. Although I don't think you will like it. Imagine, if you will, a robbery goes wrong, leaving you three dead. Most unfortunate, but quite necessary. After all these years, Winston, we've been through so much. I thought we were friends. Friends? How could I be friends with such a pompous ass as you, spending all your time and money on the ridiculous charities and secret societies, ordering me around, Winston, do this, Winston, do that. It is enough to make one quite ill. No, James. After all this time, I would not say that I feel friendly. In fact, I rather look forward to watching you die, sir. Do it, baby. Do it and let's get out of here. Time to say goodbye, my friends. Leave this house. What did you say? I didn't say anything. Leave this house now. Gertrude! Sven, did you see that? Yeah, I think so, Gerda. Some kind of blackness. Something darker than the shadows. How are you doing that? I thought the power was out. The power is out. I have nothing to do with this. Get out. Sven, the shape, it's heading towards them. Leave me alone! Now's our chance, Gerda. Quick, while they're distracted, uh, get them. Wait, stay back. Stay where you are. Yeah, try and stop me, butler. Take this! Oh. Time to get out of here! I don't think so, lady. I'll teach you to take advantage of my friends. Take that! Oh! Oh, Gerda, go call under Sheriff Benson. These two aren't going anywhere. I'm on it, Sven. Hello? I can't believe the whole Our time... The haunting was created by Winston and this, this woman. You did it, Marlowe. Thank you. You solved the mystery. Well, we solved it together, Mr. Matson. If you hadn't distracted them with that ghostly apparition, this night might have ended in a much different way. That wasn't me, Marlowe. It must have been Gerda. Thank you again, officer. Um, 
What must have been, Gerda? Well, we were saying that if you hadn't distracted those two characters with that ghostly apparition, this night would have ended badly. Ghostly apparition. Uh, Sven, I, I didn't do that. Well, if it wasn't you and it wasn't Mr. Matson. Gertrude? It didn't take long for Under Sheriff Benson and his deputies to arrive, taking Winston and Madame Vablotsky into custody. Turns out Vablotsky wasn't her real name, but only one of a string of aliases used across the country. For 20 years, Madame Vablotsky, or Sue Harris as she was originally named, has staged hauntings and seances, scamming vulnerable men and women out of large sums of money. Winston quietly accepted his fate, cooperating with the authorities and spilling his guts. Under Madame Vablotsky's direction, he had wired the Fanghorn Manor with hidden speakers and devices to create a haunted ambiance. Winston also admitted that the charity the so-called ghost wanted to endow was a front created and run by Ms. Vablotsky. We never did learn what happened at the end of the seance who or what had attacked those two crooks? And how did Winston and Madame Vablotsky end up with second-degree burns on their wrists? Some things are better left a mystery, because if you start to dig, you just might learn a little more than you really want to know. James, don't. Don't leave me, I'm so alone, James, James, I'm waiting for you. You've been listening to the adventures of Sven Marlowe, small-town detective in the case of The Haunted Night. Today's show was produced in the studios of WDRT Viroqua 91.9 FM, Viroqua, Wisconsin. The cast today included Steve Lorden as Sven Marlowe, Michelle Pedretti as Gerda Henshorn, Carl Schlecht as James Matson, Adam Vogelson as Winston the Butler, Margot Hipwell as Madame Vablotsky, and Kat Tigerman as Gertrude's ghost. With live sound effects by Josh Peters and Rusty James as our audio engineer. Some of the recorded sound effects are used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license from soundbible.com and freesound.org. Recorded music used in this production was by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. The Case of the Haunted Night was written by Leif Erickson and Josh Peters. Subscribe to the Old Hills podcast to keep up to date with our original programming and listen to previous episodes by browsing to oldhillsaudiotheater.podbean.com or subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Stay tuned for the next adventure of Sven Marlowe, Small Town Detective.